questions. Um, the bells and rings? Which we know. <laughs> this is an after school program. Well, maybe they're like meeting at lunch. No. They don't. Puck would be drunk at lunch. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to Was Glee Good? I don't think I'm supposed to say back at the very beginning, but it's okay. <laughs> Pretend it was a commercial break. Uh, I'm Robbie. I'm Lily. I'm Liz. Uh, and before we start, I'd like uh, to just encourage everyone to please <laughs> uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps, I think. To be clear, nothing bad will happen to us if you don't. Right, well, but... We'll be sad. We'll sure. I'll be sad. It'll damage my gentle feelings. <laughs> I've heard it does things that are good like sure, a, i heard that on other podcasts i listen to <laughs> right so do that Dude, or, it sounds like fun. yeah or just don't do but it. like why not review rating is easy yeah reviewing's yeah. hard there's no excuse for not rating listener. yeah okay all right <laughs> um so a brief recap of this episode is the ninth episode titled wheels 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 sees the glee club hold a bake sale to raise money for a handicap accessible bus so that club member Artie interesting descriptor, can travel within the sectionals, and Will challenges the students to experience life from a different point of view. Quinn struggles with the medical expenses incurred by her pregnancy, and Puck renews his offer to support her. Sue accepts a student with Down syndrome into the, onto the cheerleading squad, and Kurt and Rachel compete for a solo performance. Interesting. I, a lot happened in this episode. So a much. Lot. So this is, like, three full plots that I assumed were separate, separate episodes. episodes. So, like, if last week was... Glee's, uh, or two weeks ago it was Glee's racism episode. No, it was last week. It was last week. No, it was two weeks ago. She's right. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> oh if, my god, okay, you're so right. If, if two weeks ago was Glee's racism episode, this is Glee's disability Able. episode, but also the like one of the pregnancy episodes? Every episode is a little bit of pregnancy episode. That's true. There's a lot happening, though, is, is the it, point. Oh, yeah. I guess there's more pregnancy plot than there has been. There's, like, a lot of fetal storyline. Yeah, Quinn at least... Show. It's Quinn also the Defying Gravity episode. More. Again, I just think of these all as separate. Yeah, yes. wow. I was... Separate yeah. episodes. Right. Yes. It's a, there's like, some gay stuff in there. Learn the full... Like, Sue gets her, like, serious moment. Yes! yes! Okay, I thought that so was, like, seasons later. Yeah. Same. Okay, so, we should start at the beginning. Quinn is watching the Cheerios practice for nationals. Right. Yes. I have a comment not related to the contents of this Great, episode. I'm ready. But then I would just like... <laughs> you just like to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So, in this scene, we see several male cheerleaders. Yes. Who are they? <laughs> Some of them are gay. Some of Why them are gay. Why have we not addressed it? Like, I feel like the show wants no, us to Robbie, think... No, Robbie. Kurt was the only gay person Right, boys school. aren't allowed to sing at this school, but right. cheerleading is fine. Right, there's I guess several... it's maybe like that Bring It On high school where... But, like, I mean, I'm not saying... Those are... are Bring It On isn't real. <laughs> Neither is Queen. <laughs> okay, fair point. Fair point. Sure, but like, just I, they just. I know it's it's yeah. So many backup dancers that could be characters in the world. Anyways, I just really enjoyed the performance they do. It's a it's an extended cut. Yeah, yeah I like of them the doing like a jump rope number. I have down just like a weird thing that I we never really acknowledge. We never like address that the Cheerios are very talented. They're very good. Like we never see um, Quinn and Brittany and Santana do like flips and stuff because they're not played by gymnasts. <laughs> right. Um, but in theory, their characters they're can do those good. things, and they're all just like joining Glee Club because like to bop that's in what the they background, do right? But like they are like very talented gymnasts and dancers. Yeah, honestly, more of the show should just be the Cheerios performing. <laughs> do you think the Cheerios are the just the same 
uh, like dancers and performers is vocal adrenaline. I've never like looked too closely at their faces. In this scene where there are so many of them, certainly. Yeah, there there can't be that many. Like I don't produce a television show, but (laughs) if I had a contract with thirty good dancers, I I have to assume it's cheaper to keep using the same people. I I don't. I don't. I assume based on nothing. I assume I'm not going to get. Um, okay, so the point of the scene is that Quinn tells Finn that he needs to come up with, like, $685 because that's how much one sonogram costs. Yeah, because... As a side note, if you are a pregnant teen listening, Planned Parenthood offers pregnancy right. treatment First of all, on a sliding scale. Didn't they scale. say yeah, there they is a Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood? No, Will they offers to make to an go. appointment, and Quinn won't go because it's clearly, he means he Planned means Parenthood abortion. abortion. He means, do you want an abortion? Oh, okay, But sure. they also offer a number of prenatal care options. Right, and I'm certain that the Ohio Planned Parenthood offers sonograms. Anyway. <laughs> so, like, this is both a deeply Im- real moment in which, like, yes, healthcare costs too much money. Yes, if you're trying not to, like, put it on your parents' insurance, or maybe your parents don't have insurance, like, that, or maybe that might be what it costs with insurance. I know nothing about sonograms. No idea. But anyway, like, medical bills are real problems yeah. in real people's lives. Yeah. They deal with it as if it's just real. They, like, have, like, their acting sad faces on. <laughs> uh, I literally have down that, like, I'm certain two minutes from now someone will sing, like, an ABBA song about, like, money. <laughs> um, if they money, sing money, money, money. Yes. money yeah. I know. Can you imagine? Um, the other point I want to make here is the logistics of the, like, the interpersonal relationship here. So Finn knows they're not keeping the baby because Quinn yelled about it recently. Right, but they're still dating and, like, together? And it's important to her that he come up with this money because it's their baby, which is because fair. Because she says, convince me that I chose the right ma- man, boy. Whatever. I, it seems important to have this baby with. But you're not yeah. keeping it. So who yeah. does it matter who you have this baby? I don't... And also, maybe, you, I did, I've and never also been you pregnant. didn't. You neither chose to have a baby Wait. nor chose him. He's, like, no, he's, he's not the father not, of your baby. The, the other baby. point being, we don't address... Does Finn know that Quinn plans to give their baby to a woman named Terry Schuster, who is probably related <laughs> to Will Schuster, their common coach? No. Has anyone Absolutely asked? Absolutely not. Why has Quinn not asked what Terry Schuster wants with a baby? Uh, That's all, for some reason. If you really want to know, the most reasonable human explanation is she just wants to get rid of the fucking baby. That's, okay, fine. Um, but but there insane. is not, to be clear, a reasonable human explanation. No, and they're not going to address that no. in any episode. No. I don't even uh, know how that ends. I don't even know how Can we to find out? Anyway, they need $600 and Finn can't find it because he can't get a job or something. Yep. Um, something about Jacob and Israel. Oh, he's talking to Sue. He, like, is interviewing Sue for his blog and says yeah, that all the yeah. comments are about how she kicked Quinn off. And how they're not going to be able to win without her, but Sue says, yeah, we will. That didn't seem important. Oh, that doesn't it, get pay- That doesn't pay it off. It was a little bit, just because then they start walking to Hall and, and she basically says, this is Ohio. Um, our routine to win at nationals has to appeal to the judges, and they basically a pregnant team won't appeal to the judges. It's fine. It's weird. It's I guess there's like a little parallel with like what's going to appeal to the judges at sectionals and Glee Club, which is an issue True. in the Kirk plot. Yeah. True. Okay, so but then we get to the other, the real other plot of the seven real plots. This is like the, this is the main plot. This I is think. A, yeah. So this well, is the, the, the title, title plot. Yeah. This is the title. So plot. Principal Figgins reveals to Will that they can't afford to get a handicap accessible bus. I even had to stop getting the baseball players protective cups, he said. Yes, he can't afford to get the baseball players cups. Which is a joke I didn't care for. <laughs> I think you have to buy your own cup. It's I think it's like mouth guards. It good, Ew, good. it's not like mouth guards at all. <laughs> In that you have to buy your own. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lazy not joke. Not like they're interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, they can't afford the bus that would like be capable or accessible for Artie. Sure. Uh, Will rightfully is mad about this. Right, that yeah. makes Will sense. Will just kind of like, it's just like the cups thing. And Will's like, it's not at all like the cups thing. There's things. laws, I think. There are little laws about this. He doesn't bring that up, but it's implied. But there are, yeah. Um, sure. Anyway, the so like, Will... Real. 
we're to keep track during this episode, Will gets one point for knowing that they should get a handicap accessible right. bus they actually, priority. There's an interesting thing where, like, Will, in the two, pl- two plots, the one we're going to get to in a minute, he, like, he's doing a good thing here. Fucks it up in a minute. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then he's on the wrong side in the Kurt plot. Yes. Until he immediately switches. I don't know. It's, it's very it's weird. It's a bad episode. But, well, life is complicated, so that you know? Yeah. Brings us right into the third major plot, which well, is that it's defying that, gravity. We. Okay, before that, then we go back, and there's another bill. Like, this will come up like five times oh, in an yeah. episode. This filled with plot. I don't understand why they brought up this plot three <laughs> yeah, times just know. to really hammer it home. But there are more bills. Finn can't get a job. Okay. Wait, no, we just did it. There are four hundred right. scenes in this episode. We could have cut twenty of them. Yeah. I forgot how often the bill came out. Um, because like, and then they get past note, past do you know this, whatever. It's a whole right. Um, okay, so Will walks in and says one of the funniest things he's ever said, which is like, I know most of our songs are pop songs. <laughs> Remember La Freak? <laughs> it was a pop song. It came out Not like contempo pop. <laughs> um, and hands them Defying Gravity and. Mm-hmm. Okay, literally last episode. Nope, two episodes ago. Kurt was like, we do too many show tunes. <laughs> yeah, three episodes ago, three episodes ago, he cried at maybe this time. Two episodes ago, we're doing too many show tunes. <laughs> this episode, his face lights up. He says, "This is my, this is my ringtone, or it's Rachel's ringtone. I don't know. They both really like this song. They both love this song. Kurt is also wearing, <laughs> in some kind of like faux oh, deer yes. hunter gay chic. He is wearing like an embroidered green trucker hat with seek like studs on it." <laughs> Um, an orange, I assume Alexander McQueen skull scarf tucked into like a gray utility jet. It's a perfect, horrible outfit. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I got confused and thought you were talking about the next outfit. No, we're going to talk about the outfit because that's the only reason I watched a lot of the first season of the show. Anyway, so, uh, a, a horrible thing happens here in which like, so he gives the part to Rachel. She's yes. delighted. Yes. Will, a bad teacher. Yes. Uh, Kurt says like, hey, I'd like to try this. Also, Mercedes says, There's I also could sing it. So Mercedes is like, hey, what if I also, a good singer, did this song? And, like, he doesn't have the gender thing to rely on, so he's basically just like, we don't have time to rearrange it. Like, what does that mean? First of all, you have plenty of time. Are they different I mean, yes, they have plenty of time. Also, yeah, it's not a She just wants to sing that song. Right? Just change the key. Like, I don't know much about music, but, like, it's the same song. Right? She's willing to just do Like, it's, it's a horrible, right? So it's, it's weird that this episode, bad. like, really takes on, like, why Will will treat the girls differently from the boys, but, like... Then Mercedes is just, just gonna, there. We're yeah. just gonna blow right past the racist thing he does. Yeah. Right. yeah okay, yeah. so one point away from it, Will, he's now thing. at zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will points so far zero. Um, yeah, she says something about Chocolate Thunder, and he says, we'll find you another song to dip in chocolate, which I, don't, I hate. I'm not gonna... Um, I'm, I'm upset that you made me think about that horrible. again. It's <laughs> horrible. They have to have a bake sale because they have to raise the money for right. Artie's bus. And then each children, each children, <laughs> each child in turn is an asshole. <laughs> or a chance to be an individual okay, so asshole. Weird, so for one second, Rachel, for, like when he's like, we don't have the money for the bus, they, a couple of them react correctly. Rachel's yeah. like, that sucks. Like he should, he should be able to come with us. Yeah. Like whatever. And then the second they're told about, like the bake sale is the... The bake sale is the one where they're like, oh... Another line, that, so Will, so Will is like, so we're gonna have a bake sale to raise money. Another line that has stuck with me in this however million years since this show ended is um, Santana going, "Bake sales are kind of bougie." <laughs> Which I don't think they're using that word right. I not. don't think they did. They're not. not. That's why I remember it because at the time I didn't understand the line, and since then I have learned what bougie means, and I don't think that's what she that means. She means bake sales are kind of proletary. <laughs> yeah, she means the opposite. Yeah. She means like. Um, okay, so. So the gentle way that Brittany goes, I find recipes confusing, which is very funny. Is this the 
first full episode we get of like Britney's a yeah, gentle idiot. That's what yeah. I had down. Yeah. It's like the first time she's talking as a character that will be her. She's character. mostly been like mute in the background, and then like there's the in the minorities episode, Sue's like, ah oh, yes, a Dutch girl who's also stupid. <laughs> um, but this is the first episode where she really gets to shine. I think. Yeah, and she's it's a weird character choice, but she does a good job with it. I mean, she's less dumb once they decide to expand her character. Yes, obviously you can't have a character. Yeah. And also dumb. sometimes more dumb. Yes. They, they like play, As the plot it gets required. crazy. Yeah. But she's really good at delivering those lines. Okay, yes. I like the other character I noted had an, a, an incredible response is Finn, <laughs> who goes, We've uh we're very busy, Mr. Shu. We've got homework and football, teen pregnancy, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Which like this episode was so funny, at least in this scene, that I went to go look like who wrote it and it's Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Murphy. Which so explains why there's a 400 plots and three songs. <laughs> That's why this episode is... And why all of them are really mean. If they're, yes. Yeah, so the kids get meaner, and it's like... So this is a note that shitty. I think... I, <laughs> shitty. <laughs> uh, this is a note that I found really, like, interesting. I read a review from the time after I went, like, I read, like the AV Club review or whatever, right? And uh, he, Todd Vanderwerf, seemed to think... <laughs> Shout out Todd Vanderwerf. Shout out Todd Vanderwerf. <laughs> None of us know you. Um, <laughs> but I love you. Friend of the pod, though he doesn't know it yet. Don Sorry, go on. Uh, he's like, it's like, it's supposed to be a satire of, like, after school special schmaltzy, like, lesson of the week show. Sure. But it does not feel that way to me when I watch it now. No, I, I, I don't know. parody. I've seen TV. I'm but not I an think, idiot. I think it could be, but there's just, like... Because it's so, like, heightened and Ryan murphy E. Yeah. Well, also, like, you can't address real issues in your parody show. That's the problem. Is that it also wants to have earnest emotional moments, yeah. like, any parody. Right, I think totally... actually they dropped all of the earnest emotional gay shit and was just this parody. Right. They could, we, it would be a boring show, but yeah. they could do it. It we, would be like, parody. We lost the Sue twist that comes at the mm-hmm. end. And right, if we lost, like, the Burton Kurt stuff. Yes. Right, but they're good. That's they're also good. Show, right? It just means, like, so uneven and weird. Um, okay, so they, basically everyone's like, no thanks, uh, Artie's dad can drive yeah. him. He gets and it, right? Like, and Artie oh, kind of, like, sadly okay. nods. Here's, uh, just a question. Um, the bell then rings? Which we know. <laughs> <laughs> this is an after-school program. Well, maybe they're, like, meeting at lunch. No. They don't. Puck would be drunk at lunch. <laughs> like what well okay I mean like any t- TV show about teens will have them having these like 20 minute conversations and the bell will ring for their next class or like the bell will ring meaning they have to be in their class in 5 minutes sure. a, th- a thing that a bell has never done That's not. How oh we used to have end of period new period bells well right but in between was the 5 minutes and that was the time you <laughs> they, there's no class. pre 5 minutes <laughs> not class time okay I guess <laughs> There's no cut. Why does a bell ring? It's an after school program. There's no period that's over. I just did anyone making this show watch this show? No. No. Or like keep a, a whiteboard of like facts. Oh, high school. <laughs> right. Just like details about how the characters act and feel. And, right. And any, <laughs> any how a staff member kept a whiteboard that was just like they're in a glee club. It means after school. <laughs> Mercedes is good at singing. Like, maybe this would have been Kurt a better likes show. Kurt likes show tunes. Will teaches Spanish. Maybe mention that he does not teach Spanish in this episode. Nope. Um, okay, and then Artie gets a number. He gets to sing Dancing With Myself. It's good. It's like sad. Yeah. It's good. They do the thing again where he's like, everyone walks out of uh, 
the practice room, and he goes up to Mishu, he's like, can I borrow the auditorium? I want to practice. Yeah. And then he goes and he's in the auditorium, so they give, like, a whole excuse for why he's in the auditorium, and, then and they immediately, yeah, immediately cuts to a fantasy sequence. Two hot flags. <laughs> One, still weird they hired a person who could walk for this role. But that's yeah. what, that was my next flag. will come back to that. Uh, <laughs> two, they make a point later of mentioning that someone has to carry Artie into and out of the auditorium. Oh, sure, how do you get there this time? Why is he there by himself? If... Had they wanted it to be completely, like, not in scene, fine. But yeah. they made a point of being like, he's going to the auditorium by himself. How? Okay. It's not good. Even within one episode, no whiteboard. Um, <laughs> whiteboard. Yeah. So then we get a number, and he doesn't want you like, it's fun, it's wheelchair choreography, it's, like, cool, he's good enough at it, I think. I yeah. It's, it's a good yeah. yeah. Uh, just really drives home the point that they could have hired an actual person. Could have hired a person who used a wheelchair. Yep. Super could have, yeah. And, and we'll hammer that home many times throughout this episode. Do not worry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, to the thing we learned during this episode, or during this dance performance is that um he likes tina yes oh yeah, yeah i guess he doesn't know like, that yet lonely gazing yeah agreed and will watches him and is like oh sad yeah i know what to do who wants to reveal what will does here wait no brief note kurt wants to audition for yes um, and i'd like to speak oh, on yeah. his outfit which is a very thick headband bandana yes just like his whole forehead up <laughs> to the top of his head is covered sure is with that bandana yeah it took a lot of screenshots don't know what the look is trying to be so he's he's tough now. He's <laughs> making a request, and he's tough. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, he announces he'd like to audition. He announces he'd like to audition. Um, Will says no, and also I bought sixteen wheelchairs. Yeah. So here's my follow-up question. I uh, watched the episode while I was doing other things. Did he buy them? He, he said them. there's a he. There was a sale or he something. He called it a tag sale, which I guess means like a garage sale or sure. something. Sure. I they guess they were six hundred dollars, yeah, right? Yeah, could have put that. Towards. Even if he put oh, I didn't thirty dollars in. Yes. Could've. And how could each and each of those wheelchairs could have cost less than I'm sorry, fifteen dollars, right? Yes. Less like it has to be at least that. Yes, at, at like a, the minimum. The bare, 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 bare minimum where they're like just take them away. Because they didn't seem like rusty. This right. is the point where it, had I not already looked it up, I would have been like, Oh, this is a Ryan Murphy episode because the man could not care less <laughs> about like how things work. And I'm willing to suspend so much disbelief. So much disbelief. With multiple characters worrying about money in multiple ways and then just buying 12 wheelchairs. But like, they need... Later, they sell cupcakes for $1 each. (laughs) Okay, you can't charge more than that for a cupcake. I'm sorry. But you then not- don't pay fifteen dollars <laughs> per wheelchair for fifteen wheelchairs. Thank you for uh. accepting my hypothetical wheelchair figure. Um, anyways, the wheelchairs are for all the members of the Glee Club to sit in for three hours a day mm-hmm. in order to understand what Artie is going through. And I just also, want to make clear that we yeah. understand that on so many levels, this is one of the most offensive things this show has ever done. Yeah. It's like really one, I, it feels very like politician eating on a minimum wage. Yes, to be like for yes. three hours a day, you have to use a wheelchair for one week, Isn't and then you'll a, understand what Artie's life is like. Isn't yeah, there a program people do at college sometimes where they're like, instead of going on spring break, you're gonna live like a homeless person. Yes, for a week. oh, there's like a whole thing. It's I think crazy. we know people who've done that. Yeah, it's, it's like the infinity times more offensive version of like man wears high heels for an hour. Yes, and it's like every yes. yeah. Where it's like every instead, article. Yes, every like, yes. What if Instead, he gave Artie the floor and said, "Hey, what if tell you explain how you felt? It tells yeah. about your experience, or like what your life is like, or what the struggles yeah. are." They find out while doing this. Listen, spoiler alert: that there's one handicap ramp in the school, and it's like what far end. What yeah. if Artie just told them that as a guy who uses it every day? Yeah. Yeah. What if they use? It's 
crazy. Yeah. Which is weird. The, the second part of this is not as crazy, which is like, we're going to do a wheelchair number at sectionals. That's actually and a that nice thought. And it's could interesting. win them sectionals, quite yeah. And they would need to practice, so I guess maybe that's like the three hours a day thing, but he, he clearly is having home like, you're going to learn what it's like. Because we do then get a montage oh. of the yeah, quote-unquote inconveniences. Yeah, people being like hit in the face with things basically because yeah. they're at, at shoulder level. Which I think is a basic adjustment to any change in your physicality. Sure. Yeah. Um, they also play over that, the Billy Idol version of Dancing it's with Myself. It's bizarre. Ha, they never do that, do they? They don't. Like, they just don't. Otherwise covered. It's so weird. It's, it's very so weird. weird. It was jarring. I hated it. Okay, so um, I think... One note. Yeah, go ahead. The, 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 maybe the only genuinely fun, funny part to me of the entire, like, kids who don't use wheelchairs use wheelchairs bit uh-huh. is that Kurt always crosses his legs when he sits <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> and even when he's moving uh, it. And that's very funny. That is a it's a good look. Uh, so the other thing that happens, I think, right after this montage, during this montage, um, Quinn is half-heartedly baking in the home ec room. It's after this montage. Yeah. yeah. Puck comes in to give her some money. It turns out to be $18, which he says is what's left of his pool cleaning money after buying dip and nunchucks. Is dip a euphemism? No. It means like tobacco. It's like tobacco. Oh, tobacco. okay. I was like... Which is actually a very funny character note. They keep Oh, he gets a lot of good ones. He dip, and then later he Natty talks Light. about picking up two cases of Natty Light. Yes. Which is which geographically is a, appropriate. That's all I drink also, Natty from Light is objectively the funniest beer name. Funny. The funniest. <laughs> and so bad. It's like the first beer I drink. Yeah, obviously. Um, anyway, so he spends a lot of this episode doing this, what he does in the scene, which is like basically con- try to convince Quinn that she should rely on him. Sure. He would yeah. like to find her some money. He would like to be part of her family, whatever, whatever. I was very into Quinn and Puck when I first watched the show. Their and I stand charming. by that. They I, do, yeah, I they just, may like, have just been baking Puck charming. with the other characters. Sure. Is what I'm right. Mark Salling, uh, it's bad to do child porn, um, <laughs> is a great actor. Yeah, I didn't know at the time. He's I charming. just thought he was No high. one knew at the time. No one knew. He was very attractive and he has such charisma and like and Deanna Agron's eyelashes in this yeah. scene oh. are stretchy. Yeah, no, she doesn't have to wear the, like, tight ponytail cheerleader. Her hair is She looks beautiful. much better. Yeah, she looks good with her hair down. They do some baking flirting. They, like, crack eggs on each other. I have a note about that, though. It bothers me. Sticky so, and gross wearing a shower. It's well, cool. <laughs> yes, that's always my issue. Um, but she says, like, he says something dumb, and she's like, you're such an egghead. And he says, I'm not. And then she hits him in the head with the egg. But her acting implies that she had not thought to do that until she said, after she said, you're such an egghead. And my point is just that this dialogue sucks. It should have been written better. Like, it's... Teens it's, don't say egghead. Teens don't say egghead. That's not what egghead egg means. Wait, what is, it, what is egghead? It means, like, nerd, but he hasn't said something nerdy before. I thought it just meant stupid. No, it means nerdy. Oh. I don't... It, no, you're right. You're right. You know, in, in, I don't use the word egghead regularly. <laughs> Weird. Um, you must not be a teen in yeah. Ohio. Um, no, you know the... In Greece, the, like, Eugene guy? Oh, uh, you're right. He's an egghead. Okay, you're right. And me in Greece... Um, okay, anyways. Oh, same. Someone brought up today at the um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I'm not excited for. I know. <laughs> okay, so there's not. this like fun and flirty, and Finn walks in and sees them and gets quote unquote suspicious. Who but, fucking but cares? He's not your baby. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's clearly an idiot. I could oh, another less character in a relationship than Finn and Quinn. I know. Another weird character note is that Quinn spends a lot of this episode literally telling Finn that he's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, one? You dated him for a long time. Sure, so she did knew. pick him. Yeah. Yeah. Quote unquote. Um, and also, is all the emotional work of Quinn's character being done by Diana Agron's face acting? Yes. Because yes. Ryan Murphy's only interested in her being a shrill monster this episode. It's yes. not in the script. It's not in the script. And I well, remember Quinn being, like, a really interesting dynamic character, which maybe, so then the next episode is the parent religion yes. episode. Maybe that is real. Maybe that does come. But so far, it's just been Diana Agron's face acting. Well, and, okay, but also, like, 
she is having someone else's baby. I'm not saying she has to self-flagellate forever that she slept with someone else, but, like, don't be actively mean to your boyfriend who is trying to help you through a pregnancy that well, he did not cause. Maybe yeah. she's projecting. It's fine. This is the problem with the It's just, like, we don't ever get that. It, right. that people are set up to be monsters. Yes. What's interesting... What if we spent two minutes with Quinn and not, like, just yeah. watched her be a monster? Or what if we, like... So, in this episode, for the entire time, Rachel's a huge monster. We'll get to, like, why later, but it's clear, like, she doesn't yeah. want Kurt to audition. Yeah. She says some bad shit later. Um, she, a 16-year-old, wants yeah. the thing that she wants. What a bitch. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and here it's like, I genuinely, like, I don't like her in this episode. Fine, sure. that's what it's supposed to be. But we've gotten hints of her being a real complex person with feelings and wants. So it's yes, not like... she's maybe the only one. Except terrible. for Kurt. Right. So, like, Quinn... Why hasn't Quinn had the chance to do the same stuff Rachel's been doing the Because Ryan not interested in two women speaking. <laughs> uh, you're right. Unless they are feeding. It's just, like, a weird choice to give her this plot that carries the season and have so many characters entangled in it. Yeah, it's but like the now, thing. We have not spent more than 90 seconds with her dealing yeah. with this. You yeah. know what's nice about this episode? We're, we're not moving on very quickly, but we should show Whatever. it. But no fake pregnancy plot. No, Terry. No, not a minute of it. I didn't, enjoy enjoy it. I didn't miss it at all. Not a minute. Um, but what we do get this episode is Bert Hummel. <gasps> yes. <gasps> in the next. In the next scene, right so this now, is, Bert Hummel. You remember the second episode of this show, maybe, is the one where uh, we found Kurt has, like, a big fancy car that Bert gave him. Yes. Yeah, and he okay. talking about, like, all his designer. Here, was like, yeah, he was this like, this is, is Alexander Bert McQueen. I was, okay, but later on he's like, this is Alexander McQueen. I, I just have down, how rich is Bert Hummel? He's not. He's not. This they is Kurt like, saving all his money and going to thrift stores in Ohio. There's still, like, a 10-year-old yeah, Alexander like, Kurt's Alexander really good at eBay. Right. Yeah, this is Or the also, Bert. again, this is also Ryan Murphy has no interest in how things yeah, get, like how true. materials move from place to place and money is exchanged. He doesn't care. But this, I, like, I mean, Bert in his garage fixing cars and listening to his kid talk about his day is, like, the lovely. Bert we know. It's so yeah. lovely. There's also, like, a little moment. So, so, Bert is like, you don't want to talk about, like, a guy, right? Because I'm not ready for that conversation. And Kurt says, at least you don't have to worry about me getting someone pregnant. And he does this little laugh where he's, like, genuinely amused at himself, but, like, in this very wry way. And it was, like, Which, maybe my favorite moment of the episode. It's wholly real to a young person who has just started saying out loud that they're gay when you're so excited to be able to, like, make jokes yeah. about yourself. <laughs> to this day, I, like, still laugh to myself whenever I'm, like... I'm so glad I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, like, fun! And if you haven't let yourself do that before, it is fun. Anyway, it's an about gay people. Anyways, I like that, um, I like yeah. that moment. So, uh, and then he, like, explains the situation. Wait, Kurt looks upset. Bert asks why, because he's a good father. <laughs> sure. He's the only healthy adult yeah. on the show. And Kurt explains about the Divine yeah. Gravity thing. And he's like, it's a song usually performed by a girl. And his dad immediately goes, in the most charming way, you sing like a girl. <laughs> and then he clarifies, in a good in way. In a good way. But you can <laughs> tell Minutes later, it uses both the phrase, uh, queer is a $3 bill, and yep. sounds just like Ronnie Spector, but Michael Bay is such that, a good yeah. actor that I was like, that's it's so, so sweet. Right. Yeah. The way he, like, He's the sweetest dad. The it's way perfect. he describes that, like, more m- m- mores, I always say that word wrong, social mores are changing, is these chicks doing construction, <laughs> guys wearing dress shoes with no socks. <laughs> <laughs> like, we love Bert. Bert, these are, like, Bert is the realest adult character on this show. Yes. yes. And, name I forget. Finn's mom eventually. eventually. Which is why we'll they get, get married. Yes. <laughs> when you, the uh, thing I'm thinking right now is that when you hold these, this plot, all the like Kurt coming out, his dad, this thing, which is I think based on Chris Colfer's life, this Divine Gravity thing, and you hold it up against Quinn's pregnancy, it becomes clear that like when Ryan Murphy has had experience with the situation, he writes it really delicately. Yeah, and it can yeah. still be funny. And when Ryan Murphy, who's never met a woman, I guess, <laughs> like writes something he's not familiar with, it becomes like horrible and two-dimensional sure. and garbage. I have a counterpoint to your theory, which is the entire uh, existence of the television show, The New Normal. Yeah. <laughs> which was just based literally on his life and was like... 
in one of the articles I've been reading, uh, because I read a lot of Ryan Murphy interviews yeah. now, he talks about how when that show got canceled, he was real self-conscious about it, because he was like, oh, that was my life, and you kind of canceled it. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a normal reaction you'd have. Sure. <laughs> um, but also, it was a bad, it was a terrible show. I mean, we all, bad. like, are, are better at writing more depth into, like, things that we know yeah. and relate to, but, like... It's just so That's shocking. why you get a writer's room and right. really talk it out. Yeah, that's you hire you, some ladies. This is diverse writers are important. Yeah. Hire a person of diversity. Anyone. If, if a person in a wheelchair had been hired to play a person in a wheelchair, there may be Probably this plot wouldn't be so horrible. That. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. But anyways, now he gets to try out. Wait, do so yeah, Bert yeah, goes so down to the school and yells a bunch, and now Kurt gets to Also, out. they bring up the... the uh, diversity thing like the principal says this isn't academics or athletics it's an art arts program which apparently means you don't have to get equal like also uh the world's worst teacher will schuster is like well i can't just give it to him you can't give it to anyone no one gave it to rachel has ever (laughs) auditioned for a solo in the group they've never done that fully obvious um yeah it is like it's not right it's like don't they have the same here's the roles? Here's a crazy comparison that I'm about to say. Oh, boy. Here we go. It's like <laughs> when <laughs> waitresses in Las Vegas are classified as entertainers so that they can... Strip also? So that they can be, like, they, they can have, like, age restrictions and be judged on their looks to be Yes. We're There's like, less Whoa. restrictions when it's entertainment or whatever because you can, like, like part of the requirements include... Can, can include person, gender yeah. and personality sure, and whatever. Sure, In the same way that you can, like, pay actors less than you, like... Or pay them more than you pay actresses for the same job, which you can't do in any other profession. Well, I think... (laughs) I think that's... I think people do that everywhere, unfortunately. Uh, But yeah, maybe it's more legal for actors. Who the fuck knows? (laughs) That's upsetting to think about, too. Yeah. um, Jesus Christ. um, Um, Anyways, yeah, they've never held auditions, and now they're going to have their first. Why haven't they been doing this the whole time? Because now we're in the cafeteria where they're holding... Wait, first Rachel says to Will, one day you'll figure out how to have a teachable moment without ruining my life. Oh, yeah. Also, she's in a wheelchair, so let's be clear if you're visualizing this. She's in a wheelchair. wheelchair. Um, Which is not a bad... She is evil in this this episode, and she is in the wrong in this scene, but it's a fair point. Like, can you figure out how to be a good teacher without, like, taking things away from students? She says things like this a few times where she's like, pitting everyone against me is not the way to teach. Right. Yeah. She also says um, it's going to be a popularity contest, which is true. This is very cruel. People yeah. don't like her, yeah. which I relate to. I also don't like her. <laughs> yeah, she's a good scene about that later. I relate to both sides. Uh, <laughs> but to be clear, he has also given her literally every solo. True. And, and it is fair to ask her to audition for this song. Yeah. Although, why can't Mercedes now? Right, why and now why can't Mercedes now? auditions, she asked. If you were a decent teacher, you'd be like, Anyone can audition for this song now. Yeah. Or any song. That's or just, how we're going to do things now, yeah. as every Glee Club does. Which, when I was in a, an acapella group, that's how we did it. Yes. That's how that's how people do performances, is you try out for them. Yeah, and the best person what, gets to do it. That's how it works. It's not, it's not like this novel concept that they keep acting like it is. Okay, so now we're at the world's worst bake sale. No, no we're first not we're there in yet. the principal's oh. office. Okay. Where we it's revealed that there's only one real wheelchair ramp. And then he has the principal to install more. And, and then Sue is somehow, anti-wheelchair ramps. Somehow it goes oh, yes, from... because they're lazy makers. Yeah. Which yes. is, one, right. lazy writing. Yeah. Yeah. And two, incredibly offensive. Unnecessarily. It's not funny. It's also, not funny. And spoiler it, alert, it's not a character. In, in ten minutes in this episode, she's going to pay for three of yeah. them. So... No, that plot, that, like, the setup in this episode of Sue's plot is insane. It doesn't make any sense. This part is also weird because somehow I, I genuinely don't, I watched the scene twice and I don't know how it went from Principal Figgins being like we can't have more ramps 
But Sue has to hold open auditions for Cheerios. Yeah, he's he like, says, I hate your idea about ramps, which are required by the law, but I love your idea about auditions. It's like ramps which cost no one money. in this town has apparently ever heard of. Ramps cost money, but inspiration is free. Is I'm going to kill myself. That, so does he those mean, words like, don't mean anything in that order. That's not a sentence. You hire, not hire, it's a team. You need to like hold auditions for the Cheerios so that people can feel good about seeing a diverse Also, how Cheerios? was she finding Cheerios previously? Was she recruiting? Invitation only. Invitation only. Is we also, so we don't talk how a lot about... She, how did she know what they could do? They hadn't shown her. They didn't Jesus. have auditions. Please, I, I can't logistics anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't talk a lot about Principal Figgins because he's an incredibly boring character. Sure. So um, boring. His relationship, or his power dynamic with Sue Sylvester is totally at whim of the plot and that annoys me. Yeah. Yes. Which he's like, I can't do it because Sue's more important than me. And this time he's like, Sue, you have to have open auditions. And she has to do it, I guess, even though she apparently brings in like a zillion dollars a year and so has power over the Right, to be floor. clear, earlier yeah. in the season we got a joke about her sending their laundry to Europe. Yeah. To be cleaned. Okay. Yes. So, like, they have some money. Okay. That's jokes. It's just jokes. Now, why am I, why am I quibbling with these the jokes? Well, if they better jokes, I wouldn't be quibbling. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, uh, yeah, now, now we're, we're at the, the base. Thank you. They are all in wheelchairs. <laughs> okay. insane. Here's another note. I don't buy for one second that any teenager given this assignment would ever be in that wheelchair unless the teacher was in the same wheelchair. <laughs> yes. Agree. Which they would a, not be doing it. Yes. At the end of the scene, Finn does get up and like kick it away in frustration. Yeah. But that's the only time that happens. I know, it's weird. Okay, so Quinn storms off and doesn't. Yeah. Their cupcakes are bad, which is funny. We also, in this scene, get what I think is one of the cruelest jokes I've heard on this show, which is um, Brittany comes over with so actually, this is important. Brittany comes over with a new uh, student we haven't met before. Becky. Becky, who has Down syndrome. Yes. And they say Brittany's always cheating off of her tests in math class, which is a cruel joke on like so, a lot of levels. This yes. is where the like, and this has been a problem too with the Finn stuff. They're like, they really want to keep making jokes about how stupid both of those people are. Like, they make the same left hand, right hand joke with Brittany this week as they did with Finn previously. <laughs> Um, There's only one of these. But then they put it in direct comparison with someone with developmental disabilities. Yes. Yes. And so suddenly you have to ask yourself, like, are these characters, Finn and Brittany, also meant to have some sort of developmental disability? And if so, they're not in the show, but in the reality of the show as presented, it feels like they might, especially Brittany, uh, given all the jokes they make of her. So then, like, how can it be so, like, how can we make so many stupid jokes over here and then also treat, and also the character of Becky and, like, treat her pretty good, actually. Like, they, they handle Aside Becky well. Aside from this joke. Yes. Yes. Aside from this joke. Aside from this horribly cruel joke, you're right. Ryan Murphy has a pretty good track record He's of hiring a great track record. genuinely disabled actors. Yes. Right. He is hi- there's two actors with Down syndrome in this episode. There's been prominent actors with disabilities in American Horror Story. Right, which, like, say what seasons. you will about what he does with those characters, which is always a little like okay that's a little weird but, but he hires more actors with disabilities than yes. a, a, from what I understand anyone else yes right. and presents him and like Becky becomes a more a, a regular Becky character becomes an incredibly important character plots, she's also given not... depth like she's not a wholly pure person as people yes. with disabilities often are in television yeah. Yeah. we talk about it a little later in this episode like how you treat a disabled yeah. person um, it, not related to Artie yeah. at all okay right so this is where like Ryan Murphy's approach is just sort of like Almost throwing there, everything yeah. at the wall, whatever, is good, where he can just, like, sure, here's a character with Down Syndrome, we're gonna give her, like, 14 different other plots also, because I'm sure. doing 4,000 right. things every episode. And that's great. Yeah. And it works out. And I'm glad Becky's here now. I like Becky. Uh, yeah, Becky rules. She doesn't have a dollar. Brittany gives her a dollar. It's very sweet. She yeah. buys a cupcake and leaves. 
Um, she thinks it's really cool that she's meeting cheerleaders. It's, I love Becky. Yeah. yeah. Um, Quinn yells at Finn about not being able to sell a cupcake. Again! With the bills and the be a man and the... Oh, God. Which, so, again, if I'm a teenage girl trying to keep notices out of the mail so my parents don't see that I have a past due bill for a sonogram, yeah. I'm also, that's all I'm thinking about and talking about. I guess fair. But we get it. But also, it's There's TV. a lot happening so in this episode, lot, right. I mean, like, we don't I, also, see I also peeve ten times a day. It's not in the TV right. show. Right, it's fine. Also, um, yeah, now, now that I think about how what happens in this episode, you're totally right that we're meant to think Quinn is just sort of being, like, maybe justifiably, but like, a harpy and naggy. Yeah. But well, because of Diana Agron, I just was like, oh, this is weird. Like, it's like a weird, yeah. serious, dramatic moment that's totally fair. I don't know why it's in this episode, but yes. I buy it. Yeah. And it might just be her face. It might just be Diana Agron. Yeah. Like... It's fine. There's also, we're gonna, I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, but there's a moment here where she comes in to yell at Finn about this while Rachel's sitting right there, and we're <laughs> definitely supposed to be like, but Rachel's here, and she likes him. And I'm like, no, this situation is totally different. Right. sound bells. Uh, okay, anyway, so they've opened auditions for the Cheerios, I think. Sure. Yes. So we get, Mercedes tries out. Kurt tries, Kurt tries out spinning out a baton. Her giant red sweater spins a baton is bad at it. Yes. Uh, it sweat, goes Clearly tries out because he's like, sure, I did football. <laughs> um, you know who also tries out? Lauren Zaysi. Okay, yes. so thank you okay. for remembering her name. I forgot to look it up. She tries out. Was she also the one who earlier they like got away to the yes. wrestling thing? Yes. 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 They're like, yeah. a woman is on the, a girl's on the boys wrestling team. Yeah, she was clearly like around and got hired to be a real Yeah, she, they make a few more jokes. They make like a few more really bad fat jokes with her later on where she like is always eating and like, remember like someone's trading her Snickers for something at some point later. Yes. And then she becomes a real character and then she disappears without a notice. Okay. Uh, sorry, they jump ahead like three seasons at once. Um, yeah, she auditions and some more anonymous fat people to, are there to be made okay. jokes of. Really? I think there's I like that. two more oh, yeah, after her. Maybe really? only one. And then there's like a contortionist randomly who's 48 years old. Oh, yes. <laughs> Okay, so the last person to try out is Becky. Sure. And Will looks vis- Why is Will there? I don't know. Uh, uh which we t- again, we took the time to explain that. That needed to be set up. Will is visibly nervous that Sue is going to be cruel to Becky. Yeah. Um, because I mean, like, now fair. we're like, trying She's to get back on like cruel before. Will Schuster, a good guy. Like, okay, fuck off. Well, they'll flip uh, it back on him here in a minute, actually. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, she's very nice to Becky and asked her to join the team. Yes. yes. She's like, welcome, Becky. Uh, yeah, Will looks visibly upset. I think Will's that like, Puck and didn't get into a fist fight. I don't care. Well, okay, but here's the thing, though. In their conversation, Puck the first person on this show to say so is like, all I ever hear is you whining crying about how hard this is for you. You haven't asked her how she's doing. Her Correct. He's like, maybe, like, what if your girlfriend is pregnant? Like, Could you have talk you talked to, to her, her about it? She's probably having a hard time, too. Yeah, so then they obviously get into a fist fight. It's yeah. actually very upsetting. Like, there's a lot of sounds, like, charging sounds. Visceral fight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like it. Fast forward through it because I don't like to watch men interact on TV who aren't gay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a fight. It happened. Will breaks it up because Will's just, like, always around to be a dad. Sure. Yeah. I hate this show. Um, uh, Artie, Artie, the next note I have is very far like I don't know what happens to set it up okay so Artie happens. teaches the Glee Club how to perform in yes, wheelchairs that's what yes. it is and when they take a break Tina sticks around yes, yes. and then Did she they like no, no they just yet. talk they just talk she asks him like why he's in a wheelchair which I guess no one has asked him yeah okay and he's like okay it was a car accident people in a wheelchair don't always need to talk about yeah. why they use a wheelchair um he tells that whole story ends with to I want to be clear my penis still works yeah uh, to be clear, I still have the use of my penis, <laughs> which is uh, a good line. Yeah, he does fine. a good job of it too. It's, it's well delivered. Kevin McHale, yeah. 
Tina looks uncomfortable, as yeah. quite frankly, at that age, I would have had a voice at that age. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, then we get Go a away. weirdly dramatic scene. Oh my in god, which, this one is intense. So we we cut back and forth between Kurt practicing oh his range in the yeah, choir to hit the high line, note for the with stickers on the piano. He puts, puts a little star on the high F, so he knows. But that he also the one he's labels all the for. other keys. He knows what they are. Right? Right? Can he play? For, I think it's just for like so they don't have to explain. Like I'm trying to hit the high F. Oh yeah, because Ryan Murphy like thinks we're fucking idiots. We are. It's for it's for you and me. Right. So it's between that and then a phone call that Bert is getting. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, walking over, cut back and forth. It's in, it's very tense. Yes. It's very tense. You think it's going to be, like, a murder yes. threat. Yes. Kurt hits the high note. Bert picks up the phone. An anonymous voice just says, Your son's a fag. And, and please, I burst out laughing. Please, if we can figure it out, this is where we put the clip of the phone call he receives. Ready? Your son's a fag. Great. Okay, that's really <laughs> uh, it's incredible. It's just like the it's it's supposed to be so tense and then it's delivered. Your son's a fag. <laughs> Your son's a fag. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he tells Kurt. He like Kurt comes home and he's like, "Hey, I got this upsetting phone yeah. call today." And Kurt's kind of like, oh, "I've been here yeah, for ten every day. years." And Bert's like, "I don't." Um, and then he. He says some kind of real stuff about, like, I'm not sure how to handle this. I'm uncomfortable, which is very open and honest with your yeah. kid in a way that I think he didn't make Kurt feel bad about it. Yeah, it didn't feel like he was yeah. trying to either. There was, like, like a little back and forth where he was, like, he said something, I forget what, that did sort of imply that he maybe didn't want Kurt to, like, do the solo be out there in a right. certain way. And then Kurt was like, do you not want me to? And he was like, no, 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 no one, like, right. what is he? Something about no one, something's a hummel. No one, like, threatens or... Yeah, whatever. Okay. But it's cool. I think it's cool this characters have this relationship where Bert can be like, this thing happened today, it really threw me off. Because he mentions, like, I wish your mother were still around. And, like, it's just the two of them. Yeah. It's emotionally interesting. Yes. It feels real. The it's actors not, like, are both good. They both have the same color eyes, which oh, I know is not the perfect. point, but their father and son in it really moves. Oh, do you remember yeah. later when they do a flashback to young Kurt and they yes. find an actor who looks just like Chris Colfer, but oh smaller? God, I he's singing Blackbird, right? Yes. By the Rude. Beatles. That is really It's the Beatles dad. episode. No, he's singing no, I Want to Hold Your Hand. No, he's singing I Want to Hand about his dad who's ill but lives. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one is fucked up. Um, anyway, so he was just, they like, uh, we, we start this plot where like Bert is upset about this phone call. Yeah. Next, what happens next is a scene where Rachel and Finn are talking and she says some mean, she's like, I really think that the judges will find it more accessible if a woman sings Defying Gravity. Yeah. And which is like, bad, yeah. Yeah, it's like, again, Rachel Had she been like, it's inappropriate, but we're in Ohio, I would have been like, okay. She has gay dads, though, so I, mean, I do feel like she's being unnecessarily cruel. She's just being, like... She's being selfish. But she's also 16 before, like, we had tumblers to teach us that, like, there were other people yeah. with feelings. Sure, again, two gay dads. Yeah, no, she should... It's, it's a bad, like she's never it's been a bad thing person. to say. Yeah. She's shown herself to have much more emotional maturity than this in the past. It's yes. a bad... It's a bad... It's she bad. She references her gay dads in this episode, so it's not like they forgot, which I think they do all the time. They do all the time. Oh, yeah. Wait. Later in the show, she tries very hard to kiss a gay man. Oh my god, uh, Darren Chris. I forgot about that. She's two that. gay dads. And she told either of her gay dads, who are, I think, like, Jeff Goldblum and... Um, Brian Stokes Mitchell. Yes. Michael. And she told Michael? Mitchell? Mitchell, it's Mitchell. And she told either of those men about this, they would have been like, that's a gay man. So, like, they do forget for episode of Dead High, but right. she has access to two gay fathers who love her. Because they decide that uh, famous guest actors should play them, so they can't they just bring them They can't bring them in, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so this is when Quinn comes back in and is like, we have an overdue notice now, right. and... Like, what am I gonna do? And Rachel's like, I have an idea. Spoiler alert! It's an incredibly offensive idea. idea. World, yeah. Um. Um. So then, Puck is okay. 
then the cookies are selling like wild cakes. If you're tired listening to this, I understand. Yes. This episode has <laughs> so much in it. This is, we've talked for longer than any other episode. A lot of it is coughing. Um, <laughs> but like, like there are entire episodes where there are entire scenes where just like, and then this happens and I don't really watch it. Like, yeah. every scene here was critical to moving the plot along because this episode contained four episodes. And most of them had plot holes, like... So they weren't good plots. Yeah. No, they weren't good plots, but... You just could skip them. They were sure stuffed full of shit. <laughs> they were <sure laughs> fucking packed. So now we're back at the bake sale. It's go- People are going nuts for these cupcakes. Mr. Shu walks up, and then Santana, who's like can't stop herself from eating the frosting over and over again is right. like oh puck found his nona's recipe they use some like charming word for grandma nana connie yeah nana connie uh and then we get a, a voiceover where puck reveals uh that it, he didn't it, what it's not, it's not, he put weed in it yeah he put weed okay, in it. So okay so which he gets is, from sammy ryerson yes. by telling him that a he went to an aquarium <laughs> and a shark <laughs> severed his spinal cord yeah. and so he needs medical marijuana uh the response what is what is that fucking actor's name who plays sandy ryerson He's like a famous person. He's very funny. Uh, but the way he says, that's why I don't go to aquarium. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, I have one last logistical note here. So, like, they're all going crazy for these fucking cupcakes. Yeah. How, how do they get... So, I get they gave them the munchies. I mean... It's not how weed works. It's not how weed works. It's also unethical or whatever. Also, how do they get them to buy the first cupcakes to get the munchies? Wait, they also, could not sell one cupcake to anyone other than Brittany, It's a bad plan. No teen in this high school has ever been high and can recognize. Right. Also, those cupcakes would smell like weed. All edibles smell <laughs> like weed. They would also taste like weed. They yes. would not taste good. You can't hide it. Also, he says not enough to make you hallucinate, which is like That's a super common right. side effect of weed. Right. Okay, I mean, so like, it's a little better than the episode where they all took Sudafed. <laughs> oh my god, has no one on the Glee writing staff ever done drugs? That doesn't seem right. No, they're all straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to congratulate Ian, Brad, and Ryan for all being straight edge. <laughs> Um, okay, so then uh, Sue is training Becky in the gymnasium by yep. herself because she's the new member of the Cheerios. Yep. Yeah. And it's just um, sort of... And she's kind of being harsh, but in her own Sue manner. And it's not as cruel as she has been to Cheerios at large No, she's anyways. not making personal attacks on Becky. She's yeah. basically just, like, try harder. Yeah. And they also have realized, I think, right, if there's, it's going to play as dramatic, she can't be at the level she is when it's jokes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, like, Becky walks off, Will comes up and is like, why would you yell at Becky? You yeah. know she has Down Syndrome. Yeah, and Becky is Does like... Does he say the words Down Syndrome? No, I think he says no. she has like, no one ever says it. No, no she's one ever like, says it. You, like, it's a bad word. It's right. not a bad yeah. word. For those of you listening, it's not a slur. Also, disability does not mean one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It encompasses a lot of different things. Right. Um, no, yeah, he says, like, you can't treat her the same way you treat everyone else, right? She's different. And, and then, Sue essentially makes a loud fart song. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, what did you say? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then makes a point that's pretty right. Yeah. Well, it's a correct point. And he He's seems like, to notice that, too. Which yeah. is that, like, she should treat Becky the way she yeah. treats anyone else when it comes to working hard and being a member of a team. Yeah. Right. Which, which that she wanted to be. And, like, Becky clearly was, like, she enjoying it. Yes. She also was, like, had a big smile on her face. Like, thanks, coach. Yeah. That's my favorite part. She says, thanks, coach. And you can tell she's enjoying saying coach because yeah. she's part yes. of the team. She's beaten treated like everyone else, yeah. which is delightful. Um, but, again, to be fair... The continuity of the show is insane. Given what Will Schuster knows of Sue, sure, he is right to be confused. To yes. Earlier in this episode, in this episode, <laughs> presumably three days ago, she loudly screamed about being against wheelchair ramps. Yeah. Yeah. At, like, as a concept for anyone. Yeah. So, who knows? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's defying gravity time. Yeah, at this point, I'm getting... I thought we were done. I, I just left a big gap in my notes. This episode is so, so fucking hard. Hard. It's defying gravity time. Here's can what I, I have down. I love singing. I love singing. I love singing. I love Kurt's 
face, it makes me want to cry oh, every time I look at it. I know. Yes. So he's it, so, like, this is the role yes. he's been waiting for. And they intercut it with Leah Michelle, who's doing her Leah Michelle thing, where she sort of is, like, joyously singing. It just, mm-hmm. It's like, she's a good performer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, She's, like, yeah. she's nailing the she's song. She's doing the Broadway arms. Yeah. Um, but Kurt is so clearly, like, emotionally invested in oh everything. That's, there's a lot of intense eye contact. Which makes more sense when you realize what he's about to do. Yes, yes. 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 Which is, uh, he, 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 what's the word? Blows the high note. He blows the high note. Yeah, Which, Netflix captions on this are really cruel. Like, it, it goes, like, him singing Divine Gravity, and then it goes in, like, uh, brackets, voice breaks, and then it shows Rachel singing Divine Gravity and goes, sings well. Uh, or, like, sings pleasingly yeah. or something. Uh, yikes. Everyone yeah. kind of reacts in a way where they they kind of horrified. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. is fair. Like they're all they you can tell they aren't like they're it's 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 a nice team moment though mm-hmm. he's faking. Then we get Puck and Quinn again? I'm tired talking about this episode. Oh I'm God. exhausted this episode. So Puck tries So this is actually interesting. Puck gives Quinn a bunch of money and is like, This is for your medical bills. Quinn oh. um is like, hold on, wait a second, is this the money you stole? From the bus fund, from the mm-hmm. cupcake for Artie's And bus. he says some real shit about, like, I don't want to be a lima loser. I, um, a lot of people don't have, a, say I don't have ambition, but I have an ambition. I want to get out of this town. I want to take care of you. I stand with my family. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um. And then Queen is like, no, I can't take this money. Gives it back. Sure, but because Diana Agron is good at face acting, first her face, like, kind of falls. Like, she kind of wants to buy into what he's saying, but yeah. knows that she can't for many reasons. One of which it's not going to last. And two being you can't steal money from yeah. the fund for your uh, teammate in a wheelchair. But she does <laughs> tell him you're not a lima loser, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. It's very sweet. They and, bond. And then... Finn runs in with money. Oh my god. And says he got a job. Oh my god. And we get a cutaway. This was Rachel's big idea. Rachel's oh big idea, which oh is god. to run into no. an unidentifiable business. Do no. we didn't know what it it's was? A restaurant or something. And be like, this is my friend Finn. You no. have to give him a job no. or else we're going to sue you. No. Finn is in the wheelchair, no. pretending that he needs to use the wheelchair. Um, and she's like, I have two gay dads. I'll call the ACLU. It's a two nightmare. It's a nightmare. Uh, it's bad. How did... Okay, also, what's the timeline here? How did he get $600 already? He didn't get 600 He hands her a check, but that's certainly not how quickly you get checks, Scott. No. Also, your first paycheck doesn't come immediately. No. two weeks That's later, what you at least. said. I just yeah. said the same thing. All I have on um, this is Rachel, comma, wheelchair, comma, ack. Well, yeah. Which is my feelings about this um, scene. It's not good. Anyway, he, like, Quinn pops either. on his lap and he, like, wheels her off to class. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I have, in all caps in my notes, all of this is bad. <laughs> horribly offensive. Okay, so, again, this episode is not over. There's so much no. left. So oh now we get a turn. Uh, uh, so they make a decision to be like, oh, they're like, Artie, we raised all this money. And Artie's like, well, I'll just ride with my dad as long as you use the money to install new wheelchair ramps in the auditorium and in the school. Which is actually very sweet, and I didn't right. cry a teensy bit. Which right, he's like, sweet. I'm he's the only like, student in a wheelchair right now, but there will be more after me. Right. Which is very sweet. Very sweet. Makes sense. That they make they make the note about having to carry him into the auditorium, which is confusing given that he, previously in this episode he was in the auditorium alone. Sure, literally read back the script you've just written. Okay, so then Figgins calls Willem to his office to let him know that Sue has already paid for the ramps that she earlier decried. Yes. To be installed in the school, right. Will looks confused. I don't know what the what the word is on the money. Then, like they don't use it for ramps. Also, six hundred dollars won't cover three wheelchair ramps. So they, well, he was only going to use it for one. Six hundred dollars won't cover one wheelchair yeah. ramp. It also probably, quite frankly, won't cover a small bus to across. No. Were they just renting it? They yeah. were renting the bus okay. for the week. Yeah. That would. <laughs> 
No, they were buying a bus. I don't think $600 will cover buying a bus, no. I don't know what anything costs, and neither does Ryan Murphy, so and he's Will, successful. Will is like, why would she do this? And then we cut to Sue signing in at a nursing home where she's visiting her older sister named Jean, who also has Down syndrome. Yes. But so, like, she had the sister before, though, right? Right. And she, she was saying she didn't like wheelchair ramps. Like, this is not a new sister. Right. And right. also, the, the scene is shot, and, like, the dialogue is whatever, so that it, she visits her sister regularly. Yeah, it's not we, like she forgot it, about her sister, and then she saw Becky and was like, oh, man, I do have, like, love yeah. someone with a disability. Yeah. No, yeah, they make a point. She's signing in, and she's, uh, the nurse who's working the front yeah. desk is like, your sister watches you on TV all the time now. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I should come visit more often. And the nurse is like, oh, you visit plenty. Yeah, and her sister, she's like, what are we going to read today? Is it yeah. you're like, yesterday we read something yeah. else. Right, like, right, and it's right, actually, right. it's a very charming oh, scene. It's, it's lovely. lovely. It's shot in a way that it gets to you... Yes, Jane Lynch really, like, is a good soft. actress. It's fairly respectful. I enjoyed it. You rarely get to see older actresses with disabilities yeah. on television, so that's really cool. It's another one where like he, he cast a person with Down syndrome to yeah. play a role with Down syndrome, and she does it well. Yeah, she's a great actress. Yeah, to um, be clear, correct. Hey, what's this actress's name actually? Um, I don't remember. But she passed away at some point. She did. Uh, I remember. Um, Robin Trocky. Um, Robin Trocky, great actress. Okay. Um, so that's the end of the Sue stuff, right. finally. Then we come back to Tina and Artie who are, like, racing in their wheelchairs and flirting, and they're doing jokes about their disabilities. Yeah, we get um, some more stuff about the stutter. They kiss. And then they kiss. Yes. And then... And then she's like, oh, I want to tell you my big secret. <laughs> she has been faking her stutter since the sixth grade. She wanted people to leave her alone because she was shy. So she's been faking a desire, stutter. But not the method. Which also explains why the stutter she fakes is so persistent. But it also well, she stutters like, every time she speaks. In this scene, there's which a, I think is not necessarily true of all people much. who have a stutter. Yeah, no. And in this scene, there's actually a note of like she isn't stuttering when they're flirting, and yes. then he mentions her stutter, and, and her next she line she yeah. stutters. It's like she was reminded <sighs> that she has to keep it up. Um, Artie rightfully gets so angry. So angry, which right. is like good. That's a great reaction. Do you question? Do you think this was, like, in the plot from the pilot? Or do you think they realized that having an actor fake a stutter wouldn't work? And then so then they wrote this in. I honestly could believe either yeah. as plausibly because they're both horrible. They're both yeah. horrible. They're both horrible. They're but, both I mean, horrible. it's in the front half of the first season, so I feel like they have it mapped out. Yeah, yeah. Well, horrible. I don't know if they even have this episode mapped out, honestly. Um, uh, so, anyways, Artie doesn't want to kiss her anymore. Yeah. Fair. <sighs> she looks downtrodden, gratefully. <sighs> we get some more Bert. Next. Uh, is yeah, Kirk comes out to be like, hey, I threw this competition. Actually, he says, I didn't, says, get, I, it. I didn't get it. And Bert, like, pulls up and is like, I knew they were going to rig it against you because he's a good dad who yes, loves his kid. Um, and then he basically explains to his dad that it was more important to him that his dad not get hurt than for him to be a star. But it doesn't change the fact that he, like, believes in himself, which is. Again. And Bert says, you are your mother and I just die. He yeah. says, I, well, Kurt also says, I've known who I was since I was five. Um, which is. Oh. Kurt, buddy, yeah. so much. I'm so proud of. I'm proud of Kurt. Oh, yeah. That was really the point of this episode. Yeah, genuinely, I'm so proud of both of them. Emotionally engaging. Yeah. Realistic material. Two people who love each other and negotiating. Good exactly. actors doing a good job <gasps> at doing interesting, complicated material. What the show has been. Then they all perform proud Mary wheelchairs. <laughs> right. Which is good. Uh, it's good. It's fun to watch. They sing good. Proud Mary is a good song. The people singing it are Mercedes, Artie, and Tina only. Which we don't address. Which is good. It's good. That Rachel isn't singing it. Yeah. Here's the thing. This would be much more heartwarming if, again, anyone on that stage had to use a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. If any actual actor. Yeah. yeah, Like, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like, do you have to do the song that has the words big wheels turning in it? (laughs) I I, I couldn't decide how I fell on that. 
Like, I guess it's not the whole or, song, it's yeah. just a part of it. Well, it's called, like, Rolling on a River. Yeah. I am glad, as one should, and, right, they do it in the style of, like, Dina Turner. They yes. do not do the original. They don't, like, they don't do, do it, the original? Queen's Clearwater Revival. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. It's, I believe in my heart it is a criminal offense to listen to any version other than the Ike and Or to I the Turner you solo line. I believe be convicted yeah. in the state of New York. Okay, yeah. with that, this... That's the end of the episode. Two hours. God damn, it has taken us longer to explain what happened in this episode. I think I'm 30 now. I've turned 30 while we've been recording this <sighs> podcast. I'm 400 years old. Okay, three words or less. Was Glee good? I can't remember. <laughs> good God, no. I need more words. That's my answer. <laughs> I know, it's not planned. Hyper offensive, but also I had fun watching it the whole time I was watching it. Yeah. Like, if you could somehow cut out the terrible bits. Yeah. Yeah. Because so much happened. It was fun. I want to go back in time and be like an editor on the show. Yeah, because it was like, like a woman consultant. <laughs> yeah. If, like, all those character notes were fixed and the offensive stuff was fixed, this episode was put together, musical numbers were fun. Yes. Uh, plots tied together. There was a lot happening, but I was okay. It, we got exhausted explaining it. Sure. Unfortunately, most of the time when you watch a show, you don't have to then explain it. Yes. And if you don't have to do that, situation. scene by scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty fun to just like have the, like full Ryan Murphy blasted at you, right? Like it's it felt fun. like a good yeah. episode of American Horror Story or something. Yeah. I, I hate your phrasing. Blasted at you. Blast sorry. Blasted at me. Um, all right. So one in this app. Yeah. One first of all, Will Schuster does not speak Spanish in this episode. Love so that's it. offensive to me personally. Emma, um, Emma's not in this episode at all. Emma's not in this episode. Terry's not in this episode. Yeah. Which I think um, we're starting to get... Now that the, the students are getting more... Yeah. Also oh, that's not the reason good. one of this is fun. Yes, it's not about adults. It's not about adults at all. That. And it's about like the side teens who we haven't spent as much time with. Yes, which, which are feels more good. fun. Yes. Um, okay, so... Um, Dancing with Myself. Yes. Good, yeah. I will probably listen to it when it happened. It's, uh... Yeah, it was... I liked the, the snappy arrangement. Yeah. I think I did, too. Yeah. Um, Define Gravity, Kurt Hummel, and Rachel Berry versions. Many times. They released so, okay. the independent version. And I listened they, to all three. Yes, me too. Yeah. I would get tired of one and then listen to a different yes! one. Yes! But my favorite is the one where they overlap them. Because in yes. the single they release, his voice does not break. And it's just those two voices yeah. intertwined. Because he can, I, in fact... I love it. it. Yeah. Chris Culver is a good performer. I do love that in the episode they have to be, like... Here's footage of him hitting. They like show him hitting the notes. You just know he was like, yeah. you guys, I can do it. Let me do it. <laughs> um, Proud Mary. Yeah. Yeah, actually. I think I, it's one of my favorite songs in the world. Sure, it's of a course great I listen song. to it. Uh, which is, by the way, attributed to Creedence Clearwater Revival right. on the Wikipedia. It's not their song. It's not their Well, did song. they write it? Yes. Okay. It's not their song. <laughs> it's not theirs anymore. I just want to be clear. They wrote it. Okay, got it. Um, so an interesting question we are talking about this week is if you had to audition for Ugly Club, or if you have in the past, um, which song would you audition with? A Twitter follower asked us this. We should shout out who it was. I'm going to go look it up. <laughs> we didn't prepare. Um, we also, Whitney called and left us a message um, saying that she would audition with somebody that I used to know, and she would do both parts, <laughs> which I respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd a... very much like to see and or hear that. Yeah, yeah. if you could record it and send it to us, we'll, well, we'll play it. If you've ever Unless heard you me. Unless you prefer we don't, and then we can just listen to it. And just tell you I liked it, yeah. Any song with two parts is my favorite song to sing in the car, because you just get to pick. You, you just get to pick whatever one you want that moment. I love the chorus of of Good Vibrations, because you get to pick one of, like, seven parts. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. What would your Glee audition song be? <sighs> okay. So, my freshman year of college, I arrived on campus fresh-faced and decided that I was going to join activities. And Good. I've been watching a You're lot supposed of, to do that. Yeah, you are. I've been watching a lot of um, acapella videos on YouTube because that was what wow. you were, did if you were a cool teen in 2008. Pentatonix was yeah. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, the college acapella groups. Um, so anyways, I auditioned for this group. I cannot sing, listener, to be clear. I am a bad <laughs> singer. 
I did audition with Dream a Little Dream of Me. Oh. It was rough. It was bad. Really? Yeah. I mean, they were perfectly nice about it, but in a way that made it worse, and I wish they'd just been like, listen, you fucked this up. isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I auditioned, I was two years in a row, I was in my high school acapella group. Which sounds lame, but was cool because it was the only one where there wasn't a faculty member at every meeting. It was the school. only club. To be clear, I went to high school with Liz. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was the only club that was run by students. Yeah, student run, um, which meant that we just oh, like hung out. But we like self-managed. Like, yeah. we didn't run wild. To be clear, it was. We did, in fact, perform. It was really good. It was good. It they was were good. good. Cool kids were in it. Thank it you. It was like respected. Um, it wasn't lame, something. <laughs> right. I should read it to clarify. I think. Um, and I auditioned with As Long As You're Mine from Wicked both years. Liz. Wow. <laughs> uh, my first year. Which is, I believe, also a duet that I did by myself. Good. You're delightful. Uh, I was in... Pretty good at it. Normal choir all through middle school and yeah. high school. Uh, well, not all through. I quit eventually. But uh, I can't really sing either. <laughs> they need men in choir. And if you, especially if you That's like, true. If you're a man, if you're a baritone. Deep baritone. <laughs> yeah, if you're a baritone in like sixth grade or whatever, they need you. They can't... Uh, kick you out even if you can only cut like I don't understand what keys are um so <laughs> what are notes yeah uh first year at said high school I also auditioned for this acapella group did not get in did never try again but I That's auditioned correct. anyway uh hallelujah <gasps> no oh my god the uh Leonard Cohen yeah which by the way we did perform senior year oh sure yeah I was just picturing you doing like the hallelujah chorus and doing all the, the parts by yourself <laughs> that would be Impressive, but no. Oh no. my god, Robbie, that's amazing. Certainly, certainly based off the Rufus Rain- Wainwright version, not the original. Okay, while we're doing um our what we believe to be the definitive version of covers, um I don't I believe that the Live at Sinai version by what's his name, uh Jeff Buckley is better than Leonard. It's a Cohen. Jeff Buckley. It's not a song. Hit, I, it's a Leonard Cohen brain, song. Yeah, you're right. But Jeff Buckley feels is definitive. I disagree strongly. Wait, you said it, you just said it was the best. No, it didn't. Who sings it? Who am I thinking of? I Jeff Buck. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you just I thought said you were, it. Yeah. Okay. We got very confused there, <laughs> but we agree. To be clear, <laughs> the best version is Jeff Buck yes. Live at Sinai. Yes. Hallelujah! And it's the seminal. No one else needs to cover it again. No. Certainly, it's been and done. Frankly, no one. Uh, no one needs to listen to it. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the man who performed the solo in our uh, high school acapella version of this song. Um, would later release an annual video of himself um, in which he reviewed his own year. He called it Year of the, his first name, um, and then spent a year in Thailand. So sounds like things are going well for him. I forgot it was him. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Anyway, he doesn't listen to this podcast. I hope he does and tells me about what song he auditioned with because I don't know. Oh, my God. That would be good Same. to know. Um, anyway, so if you want to share your audition song, tweet at us, email at us, both wesleygood at gmail.com and, tw- and on Twitter. Leave us a voicemail of you singing. Oh my god, leave us a voicemail. Oh we my won't. god, yes. Okay, the phone number is 330-366-6130. Call us and tell us what song you would audition with, or leave us a voicemail of you singing, and we will tell you you did a good job. Yeah, and if you, if you are singing, if you would prefer we use it on the air, let us know. If you prefer we not use it on the air, certainly let we us know. We won't be critical, we're not monsters. Yeah. No, please. We're proud of you. We're, we're only mean to, like, fictional Glee characters. People who get paid money Yeah. To yes, yeah. yes. Um, okay, I have a quiz. I'm ready. It's about some, like, post-Glee, late-Glee careers of Glee actors, what they wanted to do after. Okay. Um, specifically, two, it's only, it's a two-question quiz. Two of the actors involved in Glee, uh, eventually ended up creating, running, publishing, like, lifestyle websites. Thank God. Of a kind. 
Um, and I'm going to tell you who they are and then ask you to guess the name of it no. and, like, what it covers. Okay. I'll probably give you the hint of what it covers. Okay, please. Okay. Um, so first is Diana Agron. That was going to be my guess. I did know this, I think. Yes, who had a lifestyle website that she described as a playground of sorts, allowing us to come together as friends and artists, <laughs> allowing us to be inspired and create. Is it something about a bird? No, but there were definitely birds in the logo, I think. Yeah. Or, like, prominent. Is her name, like, part of it? No, but a name is. Not her name. Rebecca's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's Corner sounds like, uh, I'm picturing, like, an erotic toys website. <laughs> but, like, GeoCities. I was thinking more of the red tent. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, no. So Diana Agron's lifestyle website is called You, Me, and Charlie. Nope. Why? And to be clear, it does no long, not anymore exist. If you go to youmeandcharlie.com, it redirects to a Facebook page uh, that hasn't updated since December 7th, 2016. Who's sure, sure. Charlie? Should the election no idea. all of us? Is it like John Also, Stein, does dog? not mention that Diana Agron is involved on any of the existent Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts. So it all haven't sure. updated. Interesting. Um, but there's like some stories about her launching it. So it's what clear. is she like doing now? <sighs> she was in knows. one movie. Good for her. Yeah. Okay. The other one, which was more of a surprise to me, Dan Agron makes sense. Lifestyle website uh, was Harry Shum Jr. Oh, good for him. Is it about dance? It is about the intersection between creativity and commerce. Oh, huh. interesting. I need a hint. On You'll the name. never guess this yeah. name. I'm sorry. This is a bad quiz. You this quiz. <laughs> I just want to talk about these things. It's not a good quiz. Um. It's, it's like, it sounds like an address. It's like a... If, 45 it, University Drive. So <laughs> my mom's house was when I was growing up. <laughs> I was about to guess which house was address. Yes. <laughs> no, so it's like how you'd give an address if you were just giving it on a corner in Manhattan. So it's two numbers. <laughs> first and first. 72nd and 7th. <laughs> it's a fun game because you'll never get it. Yeah. It's called 10th and 4th. Why? I don't That's know. a boring one. Holy shit. 72nd and 7th is so much better and more fun um, to say. The last update on that was May 19th, 2015. Holy shit. Uh, and all the most mm. recent updates, the most recent like six Dirty updates, primary. are in a series he calls What's Happening, where he reviews apps. <laughs> oh, good for him. Like, That's for a your good phone. name, though. I hope he um, danced off and never returned. I think it was mostly about like gadgets, tech. Like, we all had a gadget website at some point in our life. We used to have a TV yeah. review blog. Did you? We never used it. Very briefly, yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> okay. I just have a quick note that um, what Ryan Murphy had to say about this episode was that it was the turning point for the show. Into what? I don't know. I don't have a source for this quote. It's Wikipedia. God but bless. I believe it. That feels sure. kind of right. Yeah, it does. Like They stopped introducing, introducing you to characters. Oh, yeah. We've met them all. And it's going off the rails. <laughs> this episode does have like... It has four separate moments that I think of as, like, I remember strongly, like, yeah. iconic Glee moments, yes. right? It has Defiant Gravity. Tina revealing that her stutter is not real. Yeah. Sue's sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, only has three. Okay, well, those are all really important. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of the, like, pregnancy Quinn stuff feels... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. It's not... Nothing, like, the big scene happens, but it's important. Okay. I'd like to end this episode on, um, an announcement. Ooh. Oh. This is a surprise. Yes, yeah. he's gonna be a dad. Again? Ryan Murphy again? No, I wish. Oh. Ian Brennan? Nope. Matthew Morrison. Matthew Morrison. Ah! <laughs> so, it's, like, announcements about pregnancy are lovely. I'm Who's his for them. partner? Um, his wife, Renee. Don't sure. know a lot about her. Is she famous? Is it Renee Fleming? That'd be funny. It's not, but it's it would be funny. Not? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Renee Fleming! 
She's like, oh, oh good. She she like, like, she's like, like a famous regular. operatic singer. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> a thing he said. The fact that it's half me and half the person that I love most in the world. Uh, I'm so excited to meet our child and to see what he or she looks like and to see what features of my beautiful wife that he or she has. Disgusting. Good news. I no longer have to get my tubes tied because I'm now <laughs> infertile after hearing that sentence. A disgusting way to discuss a child. Whenever you put an adjective between my and wife in like a full sentence, <laughs> it's disgusting. My beautiful wife, my <laughs> lovely wife. What is, um... What's that weird one where he's like, describing his wife as eating like a bird? Yes, oh that's God. exactly Aaron, where I was going. It's Aaron Paul talking about his wife. His I love how my beautiful baby bird wife <laughs> So glad we anyway, don't infantilize women you're married to. And <laughs> also, so, I mean, in, to his credit, anyone talking about their wife being pregnant sounds insane. Sure. sure. There's an insane thing there's, that's there's happening. Also, I'm sure he said the first thing he said here, which is, I'm excited and I want to be the best father I could possibly be. And the guy interviewing him from People was, was like, like, what else do you have to say? Yeah, right. like, and so he like, said this yeah, crazy yeah. thing. Um, but it does sound horrifying. I mean, as we've learned, if you put a microphone in front of anyone and ask them to start talking, they'll sound like it'll, it'll take turns. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mostly some things they didn't expect to say. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's it. That's a whole episode. It's been congratulations, the longest, Matthew Morrison. <laughs> the longest episode we've ever recorded. Yes, and I'm delighted about it. Great. Follow us on Twitter at WasGlyGood. Follow us on Instagram at WasGlyGood. Email us WasGlyGood at gmail.com. <laughs> Call us. We already said the number. We're gonna say it again. Uh, oh I should God. always pull it up <laughs> instead we? of just okay. saying it that someone should pull it up. But Call us at 330-366-6130. Leave us a message with, I don't know, why you thought this episode had to be this long. Yeah, sure. Anything <laughs> you want. Rate review for the love of God. Rate review. And don't watch Glee. Don't watch Glee. Don't do it. Unless you want to just go listen to the Defying Gravity number. It's That's good. it. Yeah. Bye. 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 Uh, I'm gonna. It is you, me, and Dupree. Anjali. Damn it, Moose. We're doing bits. Okay, I'll start over from it. I don't know. I don't know Where how we're gonna edit around that. <laughs> let's at least try. Okay, let's at least try to start over. Um, I can just continue laughing like this. Okay, no, so Diana Agron's lifestyle website is called You, Me, and Charlie.